welcome to the AHC podcast. Join us in conversation with experts, thought leaders and colourful characters in the hairdressing industry and beyond. We'll be discussing stories and ideas to inspire, educate and entertain you and most importantly, to help grow your business. If you'd like to listen to more AHC podcasts, you can find them on Spotify or Apple under the Australian Hairdressing Council. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi everyone, I'm Sandy Chong from the Australian Hairdressing Council and I have the most beautiful guest with me today and it's Brody Lee Signaris. Now we're going to have a chat to Brody about apprenticeships but a little bit of background and she has the most incredible bio so I'm just going to read some of it because it's so impressive. You know Brody opened her first salon when she was 18 and um, she now has over 100 industry titles and accolades to her name at such a young age as well when you meet her. Now, there's no stopping Brody. She's the owner of Rockstar in Brisbane, and uh, she's won multiple Queensland titles, and uh, two of them are the Australian Hair Industry Awards, Queensland Salon of the Year. She's also been a finalist in the Australian Hairdressing Industry Awards for Hairdresser of the Year. Um, She spends her time at Rockstar, but also directing fashion weeks and also judging Australian and hairdressing uh, British awards. Um, She's got a passion for education training and also apprenticeships. Now, one of the concerns that the AHC has for our industry is the future or the sustainability of our industry when it comes down to apprenticeships. We lose 63% of our apprentices in the first year, and we have a very low completion rate, which means that our apprenticeships are actually under threat. So this podcast and and, uh, video is all about how do we save our apprenticeships? How can we turn this around? So I thought we'd specifically talk to Brody because she's renowned for, I guess, having great apprentices, a great business, obviously, but just a very different way to thinking. And I know that the way that um, Brody engages with her apprentices is very different to my days when, um, in fact, we had a saying in a salon I worked in, which was, you can be seen, but we don't, you're not to be heard, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we were really sort of, um, we weren't valued. And times have changed. And I, I want to talk to Brody because she just has great inspirational ideas on what she is also doing on a day-to-day basis with her apprentices. So, Brody, thank you so much for your time because you're actually taking off to uh, Paris Fashion Week tomorrow. So (laughs) we're very lucky to have you today. I know you're probably madly packing and getting ready to go. But um, let's have a talk about the way you think because I love the way you think. And I know with me I'm constantly saying that in today's, um, when we look at today's uh, industry climate, our landscape, Poaching from other salons is not a solution to a skill shortage, but apprenticeships are. And I know in my own salon, um, all of my seniors, except for one on a visa, we trained as our apprentices and they've been with me for 10, 20, 30 and 40 years. Um, and that's how I built my business and I know it's how you how you look at your business as well. So tell me what you do that you feel is quite different about Rockstar, um, and maybe let's cover 
what you think is going wrong in our industry, why are we losing so many apprentices as well? So I'm going to throw over to you. Sure. Thank you so much, Sandy. Uh, look, I I think that we are undervaluing apprentices within our industry and I think that's got to change. You know, you touched on a great point about apprentices used to be seen not heard. And I was from that kind of hairdressing generation as well, which I guess has shaped me very much to be the employer that I want to be. And I think it's really sad that we kind of came through an apprenticeship like that because our industry is so inclusive and so accepting of so many different types of people and all works of life or all works of life that I think that we really need to encourage our apprentices to be seen, to be heard, to be out there on the floor and showcasing not just the youth of our industry because we have adult-based apprentices as well, but showcasing what a great industry we have, not just to our clients or to our teams or our peers, but to the general population. I mean, I love apprentices and I love that you also touched on the fact that poaching is not the solution. It absolutely isn't. And I have a different sense, you know, I guess, point of view when it comes to poaching because I think there's so much whinging going on in our industry about not being able to get staff But are you whinging and training staff? Because I don't have a problem getting staff and we train them and we put in the hard work. And there's a lot of people that are doing beautiful things and training up apprentices. But if people are just relying on others to train them, we're going to be in a massive, massive issue of having no apprentices, having no trained hairdressers to pick from. And I think it's really sad for those that are doing the hard work and are training wonderful hairdressers if they're just getting poached. That's my thoughts. Um, That's a a really good, good, um, you know, I love the way you think. And you've said some key things there too, Brody, which is training and training and training. And We know that one of the main reasons why an apprentice leaves in the first year, so we lose 63%, that's a really high stat. And uh, we know that they're used as cleaners and they're used as cleaners for a long time and they're not learning anything. But I also understand that in today's climate, um, where some say they cannot get staff, that many are on the floor desperately trying to do their clients and they're not putting any training time aside. And I know that in my salon, we always had a specific training time every week. So when someone joins um, Rockstar, what happens from day one with your new apprentice, for instance? Sure. I mean, 63% is unfathomable, really. Like it's, it's terrible and we need to change that around. So we work really hard as a salon from the minute an apprentice starts with us, they're put through an induction and an onboarding process. And they have a really clear understanding of the pathway in which they can, one, choose to take. Two, that's there for them because I'm going to hand it to them. But at the end of the day, it's up to them to do the hard work as well. I always say, we'll give you 100% or 110%, but I need 90% from you 
and the rest will do together to get you there. And I I love getting them straight away, you know, making sure that expectations are clear. That onboarding process and that induction process is key to us both having an understanding of what we expect and what they expect as well. And then also, what do they actually want to do within the industry? Because an apprenticeship is just the starting. It's like the world is your oyster. You can go down so many pathways and there's so many amazing things that you can do. But I want to make sure that we have an understanding that we can help them get there from day one as well. So onboarding, induction, first thing, straight to the basin. We get them shampooing straight away and we teach them very, very quickly the importance of hair health, hair treatments, home protocol, and really elevating that prescription. That gives them a sense of ownership and they're really proud. Our apprentices are amazing at the basin. I mean, if they see me there, they come running because they know that that's their area of expertise. And we've really, really pivoted them and highlighted them to be that key part of the salon experience. That then helps them to feel satisfied. It gives them a sense of worth and it builds a beautiful relationship with the guest. Through that, we then teach them about numbers, so treatments, numbers, incentives. We also show them opportunities about this is what they take home per week. But here's opportunities with treatment and how you can boost that. So we we really clearly support them from education, day one, financial education, teaching them how to be great operators, how to maximize services, but not just for the sake of selling, for the sake of actually caring for the client, really taking that professional leadership and showing them what a great consultation can do. It all starts at the basin, so straight away on the basin and then straight away into blow-dry boot camp. So blow-drying on hip blocks, getting friends in, getting families. I mean, these days, you probably agree with me, half the apprentices come in, they can style hair beautifully thanks to TikTok, Instagram. You know, they have a really sound understanding as opposed to, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, we didn't have that education for free. You know, we didn't have tutorials. So I find they're really keen. And then we we help them through teaching them, refining their skills, but getting them on those clients straight away. Don't get me wrong, they're not cutting straight away, but they're certainly getting a feel for hair. They're building those relationships with clients. They're earning the respect from clients and also their team members. We have a really clear expectation in the salon that an apprentice is never a cleaner and we all jump in and we all help. So we're there to support them. And for us, apprentices are the backbone of our salon. We couldn't operate to the capacity and run at the speed that we do doing the numbers that we do of clients without our support team. So we're there as seniors to support them, not just through education, but also at the boring stuff, the end of the day jobs, all the things that used to fall back on apprentices. I can remember not leaving the salon, you know, until the floors were were mopped, vacuumed, and and I never smoked, but there were seniors in the back room that would sit and smoke, and I'd be there scrubbing the floors to get out. And it's definitely a culture that 
I've never wanted in my salon. So we all get in and help and then we leave and that makes for a beautiful teamwork experience. And I feel that if the culture's there, if the teamwork's there, it makes the learning experience really fun. Does yeah. that make sense to you? Yeah. And, you know, you made some points that I've not really thought about before and uh, it's probably because of I am not, so I don't even know how to do a TikTok, but anyway, that's a good question <laughs> for me. But that's really interesting what you said is that they've already been on TikTok and social media and they've already been teaching themselves about how to do hair. And then they go into a salon and they spend the next six months cleaning when they absolutely yeah. want to get their hands on. And so you've made a really great point there. That's really interesting. Um, I know that in my salon we actually have employed a cleaner or a salon assistant yeah. um, for three hours to four hours in the middle of the day. And that just really yeah. takes the pressure off the team and also the apprentices. Um, and I, I really feel that, um, I mean, it it does cost us, but I feel that it's really a valuable. She's a valuable team member as well. And it's made a huge difference on how um, our day-to-day salon runs. And it's taking, again, that cleaning away from the apprentice. But I love the fact that in your salon, the senior staff are also accountable and responsible for helping. And I think sometimes that is a bit lacking in some salons as well. So that's a really good point. I mean, the interesting thing is um, our completion rates are really low too. You know, they're sitting around the 40%. And if we look at um, at the electrical industry and the plumbing industry, they sit at 95 to 96% completion. And, you know, it's that completion that um, when we speak to the government, we really feel there is a need to save our apprenticeships. And it's the, you know, it's, it's certainly changing that's 63% leaving in the first year and everything that you're doing sounds so right. And then it's at the end, though, keeping um, those apprentices to complete at the end of their apprenticeship as well. So have you got any tips to, you know, when they get to that end of sort of close to the end of their apprenticeship and they might be feeling like a bit demotivated or, you know, sort of a little bit like that, do you have any um any tips on how do we actually get that apprentice to get to that finish line? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like starting from day one, like I said, that clear, setting up that clear expectation of what's expected of the apprentice and of us as an employer, but then teaching them right from the word go, from the basin through to the very end of their apprenticeship, whether that be cutting, colouring, you know, they should well and truly be on the floor, teaching them how to be successful. I think hairdressing is such an amazing, amazing industry and sometimes we get a really bad rep. Um, You know, it breaks my heart to hear that senior hairdressers are underpaid, overworked, because there's so many amazing salons doing wonderful things and great things. And I think it comes down to educating that through the apprenticeship. So, like I said, teaching them to be a great operator, showing them how amazing the career or how amazing our industry is and their career pathway can just be so they're not bored 
sometimes they don't want to be in the salon. They might want to go off into the arts. They might want to go into week work. They might want to go into session work. They may want to go into education. And what does that look like? And what sort of learner do we have for an apprentice? Because no apprentice is the same. So how I educate for each of my apprentices is very different based on their learning styles. And that is set up from the word go so that the amount of education I invest in them, whether they choose to stay with me as an employer afterwards, but I generally don't train anyone as an apprentice that I wouldn't want in my salon after. It's for the long haul for me. Or whether they decide to go off on another adventure or with someone else, what I hope for the most is that they stay in the industry and that whatever they do, they have an amazing fundamental training, but I have supported them on their goals to get there. That's incredible, Brody. And I mean, you're a true advocate, but you're also the most incredible example. As I said, opened your first salon at 18. Um, you've been on the circuit as an educator in the industry as well. You know, doing Fashion Week, as I said, in um, in Paris next week. So lucky you, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you tell your story even, that in itself must be inspirational to any apprentice because you've pretty much, I mean, all your dreams must have be, must be coming true when it comes to all of the opportunities and everything that you've achieved today. And the one thing that you kept mentioning then was education and see um, with the AHC, uh, we have been working with the industry on helping the un- industry understand that the education training for any apprentices, yes, definitely the salon owner's responsibility and they are accountable for that. But it's also working with the college because they're also part of that training, working with the colour companies because that's part of their training and also with the independent educators, which is what you also are in the industry um, and working with all of these stakeholders and collaborating for the best learning experience for an apprentice. But, you know, I love the way that all of this conversation is all about expectations, the bigger picture, but also, you know, showing them the success and you actually walk the talk. And I think that's what's very different. I mean, you have covered everything from being an educator, winning the awards, and really putting, um, I guess, so much time, money, energy, and investment into your team to get, yes, a return on your investment, but overall um, ensuring that they are successful. And therefore, they do see the completion as being um, not just a success to actually get there, but there's so much more to do and there's so much more to offer. So um, I think you've just um, spoken about some incredible information. I know that in our salon, uh, we don't call them apprentices on the floor in front of clients. We call them either assistants or technicians. Um, so yeah. that, And because those words, just an apprentice, you know, we, we never want that sort of as yeah. the language. So there's a, a narrative in the business that, um, elevates them as well um, and I know that you do that but um, any other points before we finish up because um, I know that you have got this much to talk about <laughs> because you're incredibly successful with your apprentices apprentices, and also SBAT school-based apprentice trainees you're yeah. very successful with them as well. I think Sandy one last thing I'd love to touch on is 
the responsibility of apprentices is definitely an equal playing part in an apprenticeship to the salon and the RTO. And I think keeping the lines of communication there is really important. I always love, you know, people see me now, but I actually did my apprenticeship in a very small country town. You know, it was nine hours to the city. And the amount of courses that I bought myself or would ask my parents for a birthday present, you know, um, and I didn't even have a license. So, you know, I'd be relying on a bus or a train or flying. But I think, you know, there is really when it comes down to there is an abundance of education and more so now, like I said, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you know, there's there's kind of no excuse to not be educated. And if you're an apprentice feeling like maybe you don't have an ed- enough education, having that talk with your employer, sitting down and showing them because maybe your employer just doesn't know where to start. Yes. You know, because I, I know that mine didn't have a lot of resources when I first started and I, I didn't finish my apprenticeship there. And I did go to a salon that uh, had more resources and was super supportive. And I definitely am so grateful for that. But I think, you know, we speak a lot about parenting now and generational trauma with parents and things that our parents didn't know know then. It's exactly the same with employment and, you know, opportunities and training. We've got an abundance, you know, we have online education 24-7, L'Oreal Access, for example. It's absolutely incredible. You know, if you've got an apprentice having downtime and, you know, they can click on their phone, the app's free for everyone. They can do a haircutting seminar. They can jump on, learn their colour theory. There's just education there at the fingertips. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as an apprentice, having that conversation with your employer and just saying to them, look, I feel really unconfident in these areas. I've found some courses that I would like to do. Would you be able to help me in getting there or could you give me the time off? And I'm 90% sure that most employers would be so grateful for that conversation rather than just seeing an apprentice throw it in or going elsewhere. And you're right because the apprentice also um, should also show that accountability for wanting to learn. And I remember where I did my apprenticeship, we we were so desperate for training and education and they didn't have anything. Um, that was scheduled and when one night they actually put something on we were so excited and I actually used to align with certain senior hairdressers who would teach me on the weekend and they were happy to do that but I made that happen none of the other apprentices where I've worked yes and so I would put the time in myself and almost teach myself because there was no TikTok or social media in that day but, you know, one other thing that you do that is um, also unique, you make sure that you include mental health and wellness in your training. And that's one thing that we've always done as well, where, yes, we do all of the technical stuff, but we do all the life skill stuff as well. And I think that as an employer, it, exactly as you said, it is a bit like being a parent and taking care of everything for 
um, to have the best learning experience is just the hairdressing. It is all the technical, but it's also the communication skills and understanding yourself and the life skills that make you a better hairdresser on the floor so you could handle any situation, any client, good and bad, because we get some of them too, but also have this self-esteem to be able to handle a difficult client, okay? Take them in your stride because your training, I know it is not just technical, which is really important, but it's all about life skills and being able to have the confidence and self-esteem to be able to handle any situation. And I think that's one area where Rockstar is incredibly strong as well. Um, So thank you so much for your time, Brody. Like it's been great speaking with you because your salon is very unique. And, um, you know, I just think if, uh, you know, and I know there are many salons, as you said out there, who also do incredible things with their apprentices. And, you know, we have a whole list of them who are members of the AHC. We know who they are. And um, you've actually been at our industry day as well where you talk about how you manage your apprentices, and it's fantastic. And so just congratulations. And, um, you know, as I said in the introduction, uh, there's no stopping you. I know that you're going mm-hmm. to be bigger and better. And, of course, you're married to the wonderful Bill, who's also mm-hmm. an incredible award winner and a hairdresser. And I think it's his sister, is it, another one? It's like My your, sister-in-law. <laughs> your sister-in-law. So it, yeah. it's like this a dynamic family of Signaris. So congratulations and thank you for your time today when I know you're taking off to Paris and you're really busy. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks, Brody. Thanks. Thanks.